welcome to this old school Monday edition of the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast, the show that is for the fans, by the fans. I am your phenomenal host, Mr. Podcast, and Chris Belcher. You can follow me at Chris Belcher24 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The show is at PBW Podcast. Make sure you give us a follow. Make sure you like all of our pages, subscribe wherever you find your podcast, as well as on Bodyslam.net's YouTube channel, and make sure you're keeping it tuned into Sportswire Radio. That's sportnarium.com forward slash player, where our shows are every Monday and Wednesday, brand new content. There's old school, there's new school, there's something for everybody here on the Buy Bomb Wrestling Podcast. But I am just one man. I could not do this all by myself. Ladies and gentlemen, please, as normal, my normal co-host, please help me welcome the young buck to the show, this old school edition, Mr. Andy York. Andy, have you found your place in the old school shows yet, even though they're, you're the young buck? <laughs> kind of. I guess I'm just the, the young guy that gets taught everything, so that's fine. I'm, the, I'm, I'm being mentored in, profe- in the history of professional wrestling, so no, I'm, I'm, is- I'm very excited for this episode because... I don't know what to expect from everybody, and I don't know what to expect from myself. I'm not even sure if I have my list fully set yet, so this is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> the list is ever-changing, and if you've listened to our podcast the last couple of days, uh, you know that we are talking about Mount Rushmore. That's right, the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. This is going to be our opinions. We're going to get into this. It's going to be a lot of fun, uh, but I'll get into that in just a second. You said us, and we're not talking about just me and you. As I've told everybody uh, on last week's show, two very, very special guests coming on that we could not do this show without. This is the first time we've all four been together on a show, and I can't wait to do this. First and foremost, one of the creators of this podcast is back with us for the first time in a long time. My brother from another mother. The whole podcasting show, ladies and gentlemen, Jared Justice is back in the house. What's the haps, man? How is it going, brother? I haven't heard you say that in quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute. I I didn't know if it was going to roll off the tongue like it normally does or not, but I oh, think yeah. I've still got it. <laughs> right there. <laughs> um, but man, this is this is a show that I had to have you on. You know, you and I. Uh, probably more than anybody have talked about the Mount Rushmore professional wrestling, but here we are putting it out there for the world to hear. I'm excited, man. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm excited because I, I think that so many people have a Mount Rushmore that everybody kind of agrees on. And I suspect yes. that these are going to differ. Maybe somebody's won't, maybe mine won't, maybe everybody will agree with mine, but I think that, um, I think it's going to be interesting. I think, We've all tried to probably think, oh, well, everybody says this person, so I'm going to do this person. So, <laughs> Right. It's definitely going to be fun. Um, and to throw another little wrench into this, to make it even more fun, we have the young buck. We have the old school, Mr. Old School. But we have, as he dubbed himself, I am not name calling here, <laughs> it's the ancient school, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> making his return back to the Pie Bomb Wrestling Podcast is my dad, Billy Belcher. You said it, not me. I am not throwing shade at you. Thanks for coming it's okay. back on the show. <laughs> it's okay. I'd rather be ancient and not be here. Well, <laughs> ain't that the truth? Oh, my goodness. 
when I was texting with dad last night, uh, we were talking about doing the podcast. Dad and I both, by the way, feel like we've been hit by trucks. We were both very under the weather, uh, but the show must go on. So we apologize if there's uh, snotting and sneezing and coughing. We'll try to mute ourselves as best we can. But, uh, I know Jared, being a healthcare worker, is kind of uh, giving, <laughs> giving us the stink eye there. But we were talking. <laughs> uh, that's true. We were talking about doing this podcast, and it's like this. This is the fatal four way. This is the first time that the four of us have been on a podcast talking about all this stuff. I am very, very excited. This is on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> we're going from the youngest to the oldest. Oh, we are. So we should have a lot of interesting conversations, and nobody's wrong. Nobody's wrong. Everybody just gives their opinion. Everybody's wrong, except me. Everybody's <laughs> wrong. That's you're the case. phenomenal. I'm gonna change my list really quick. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, you're phenomenal. Host is right. Everybody else is wrong. Okay, let's get into this. So the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. Here is what we are basing this on. You ready? We're basing this on whatever we want to base it on. I know that is very very vague, but. Um, there's a lot of different ways that obviously you can classify what you think is the best of fill in the blank, best horror movie ever, best, uh, Marvel movie ever, best band ever, best uh, fill in the blank. The best of something is your opinion. Well, that's what we're going to talk about here. Um, so, you know, with everything that we're getting ready to spell out, with these wrestlers, if you want to leave out, maybe you want to leave out their impact outside of the wrestling business. Okay, that's fair. We're talking about the wrestling Mount Rushmore. If you want to leave out their in-ring, pro, their promos, and you just want to stick with their in-ring work, okay, that's fair too. Again, we're talking about wrestling here. So it's whatever criteria that you guys want to come up with. So the way we're going to do this is we're going to, uh, I'm going to call on each person. They're going to give their top four Mount Rushmore wrestlers, explain why, how they got there. Maybe if there's somebody that they had that they had to leave off that they really wanted in there. Maybe you have a secondary Mount Rushmore. Maybe you have a third Mount Rushmore. You want to go into all that? That's the time to do it. Okay. So uh, let's say that Jared gives his four and I disagree with a couple of them or I want to follow up. That, that'll be the time to follow up, and we'll we'll have some fun debate and interaction in between. Um, so, that being said, do I have anybody that wants to volunteer to go first, or do I have to call on somebody? Dad wants to go first. All Let right. the oldest go first. The oldest is going to go first. Dad, lay it on us. The Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. Uh, who you got, and explain why they're there. Okay, while they're there, while they are there, is I base it off five criteria, career, their look, in-ring ability, mic skills or charisma, either way you want to say it, and marketability. And uh, there's 10 points for each one, so it's a total of 50 points I give them. Good so uh, <laughs> <laughs> Here's my Mount Rushmore. And, uh, oh, okay, hang on. Let, let me stop you real quick. Okay, so are does anybody have this ranked like actual one, two, three, four, or is it just four spots at the top? Four spots. Four, spot. four spots. 
Four spots. Okay. Dad, do you have yours rated like number one, number two, number three, number four? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I give them points. And they... Okay. Okay. So it, when you're, when you're doing this, let's explain if you're doing four spots or, you know, how you have them rated or if somebody missed your top four, how they missed your top four or, or what have you. Okay. okay. I just wanted to clear that up. Go ahead. Okay. Well, mine's ranked one through four. Okay. And of course you guys already know who number one is. Oh, the nature boy, Ric Flair. One. Number two, The Undertaker. Number three, Shawn Michaels. And number four, The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Now, I had a kind of hard time getting, getting to this four, but my secondary one, like you said, would be Stone Cold, Sting, Bret Hart, and last and least, Hulk Hogan. Mm. Well, I'll give you credit for at least putting Hogan on there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at, it was a close call, but I, you have to give it to him. Okay. So what separated, what put, oh, let me ask this question first, uh, and then everybody else follow up wherever you want. How did Austin not get in your top four? How did well, that work? that's funny. Let me kind of describe this. Rick Flair got a 48 out of 50. Well, Stone Cold got a 48 out of 50. But they're two different uh, periods of time. Okay. And if you go back and you look on the internet, the NWA would every month or ever so often put NWA, Rick Flair's, say, work order, what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. Where they scheduled him. Nobody done that, does that today. And that guy would wrestle a week here, a week here, fly to Japan, do this and do that. And he wasn't doing five minute matches like everybody else does. Yep. He's doing 60 minute matches. Yep. That's right. And, but if, if you could, you wanted four, you know, if I could give you five, it would be Stone Cold. I guess is <laughs> the way I want to say it. Because gotcha. he's right there with the rest of them. That makes total sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Like my there, there's one on my list that if I could give you five, I'd I'd give you that person too. So that makes sense for those of you out there who have not seen that online about Flair and his schedule. Man, go back and check that out. It's available and it's absolutely it's baffling when you look at it because I'm pretty sure that it it might tell you how long each match was that he did. I don't know 100. percent but it shows you his schedule, how many off days he did or did not have. Uh, it's absolutely insane. So you've got Flair, Taker, Sean, Dusty, Austin, Sting, Brett, and Hogan. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Give give us some more info on how you got to your to your four. What separated them one, two, three, and four there? Well, like Flair, I give you a forty-eight. Taker and Shawn Michaels is forty-seven. And then Dusty's 45. And the reason would be there's really no perfect wrestler. You know, everybody has their faults. But as close to getting all these five criteria that I got, Ric Flair was the best. Mm. And then Taker's right behind him, and Sean is right behind him, and then Dusty. And the reason I got Dusty, and I'll say the reason I got Dusty in the top four, he checks every box except the look. <laughs> <laughs> he don't look like a wrestler. He looks like a plumber. 
Subtle. And his in-ring ability was pretty good. Pretty good. But you got to remember, what he did for the sport of professional wrestling, he pretty much made the Four Horsemen the best tag team ever. It was his idea. Mm-hmm. And his career went from where he was till the end when he was in WWE and he was one of the coaches there and he created a lot of people there. Yep. Not nobody on this list can say that. That's so true. my question that I have, and I think it'll be easiest to ask Billy this because he has developed a ranking system. So my question is, <laughs> what is the fault of each wrestler? Like for example, uh, Ric Flair, um, other than his antics outside the ring, we all know the women and how he acted sometimes and the drunkenness and so forth. What 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 is his fault? You said they all have a fault. Uh, that would be Flair's because I rate him, you know, fifty points. I give you forty eight. So you just not cause take his career. That's a ten. His look, well, that's a ten. Back then, he was really his in-ring ability. You have to give him a nine because he was he was almost perfect in the ring. His mic skills is beyond any. You'd have to go above ten to give him that. And then his marketability, well, you know, like you said, Jared, he sometimes he didn't say the right things. No. So that's how I do that. But to your well, earlier point, he worked in a time where it wasn't that big of a deal. If Ric Flair from the 80s worked in 2015, 2016, uh, he would have been shunned long before he ever thought about being shunned. shunned. It's the best word I could come up <laughs> with. I'm ostracized. Oh, there you go. There come you on, go. guys. I enjoy the word ostracized. He's just trying to make a buck. Yeah. He is. That's true. And he and and he's had a real up and down life, up and down career. And he went through. Sure. He almost died. And for him to be where he's at now, that's pretty remarkable, given what his career was. Sure. So Absolutely. I assume with Undertaker, his fault would be his mic skills. He didn't talk a lot on the mic. He could, but I think that probably that, and. I, I hate, I don't hate to say it, but I, I'll say it. When it first started out, it was a little cartoonish. And then it exploded. And, it, you know, it, it just got a whole lot better as time went on. I, and that's the only fault I would have with him. And then Shawn Michaels would be outside the ring, his, you know, problems that he had, his demons. Inside the ring, Nobody. Most people, most people thought he was a prick. So there's that. That's, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. Hey, inside the ring, is, no, nobody had his ability was the best there was. And yeah. then so I, then I'll explain to Dusty why I did why I did him. And then you then you asked me why I didn't put Stone Cold in there. Well, Stone Cold had a if you really look at it, he had a short career. Yes, seven seven years in the WWF. Yeah. Seven years. But then his seven years, he was almost the perfect guy. Yep. He had a few ups and downs. But look at him now, his marketability and what he does and everything he does. When he talks to when he has broken skull sessions, he, he's really smart and he knows a lot of a lot of things. And then of course Sting. I mean, that's my favorite wrestler ever. Everybody knows that. 
beside Ric Flair. But he's at 60, and he's out there putting his body on the line now. And he's, nope. oh, he's never been, he's always been a company guy. But he, the problem, he, the problem that knocks Sting, I'll go ahead and spoil <clears> this. <throat> the problem that knocks, knocks Sting out of my top four is not Sting. Oh, Sting. Oh. No. <laughs> is, is not Sting's <laughs> fault. Um, the thing that knocks Sting out of the top four for me is his lack of good opponents that he had. And that's no fault of his own. Jared, you're shaking your head. Okay, Vader and Ric Flair. Okay, great. That's fantastic. Rick Luger. Rude. Rick, okay, Rick Rude. Okay, Luger, don't. Muda. No. no. Okay, Muda. Okay, so now let's compare them to guys that Shawn Michaels wrestled. And just but, 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 hold on now. If you're okay. saying no to TNA, that, 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 that's not what held him back. Then you broaden the spectrum to where that he was in there with Mick Foley. He was in there, I think, with AJ. Um, he was in there Samoa Joe. He was in there with all kinds of top talents. So that would be hard to argue, I would imagine. I Okay, let, let me rephrase them. At the high point of Sting's career, what okay. everybody knows him best, you got the blonde surfer guy, and then you got the crow. Oh. The 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 opponents that he was handed during those times, to me, does not stack up to the guys that Austin wrestled, that Sean wrestled, even that Flair wrestled. Because you got to look, Brett, Taker, Austin, Rock. Sting wrestled Brett, but he may have had the red face paint, but he still had he the crow gimmick. He did. He did. Hogan. But don't get me started on Sting and Hogan. <laughs> I see what you're doing there. <laughs> I know what you're doing. I'm just saying that Sting not being able to have those type of big time matches to me puts him down a notch. I love Sting to death, but that's just me. I honestly believe his stint in the WWE hurt him. Because I think that, and everybody knows how Vince is, Vince should have put him over and let him be champion one time. Yes. One time. <laughs> I, I know, I see Chris, he's, he's about to blow up. <laughs> uh, he got hurt, unfortunately, he got hurt. And that kind of scared him. But still, they didn't, I mean, I'll tell you, the WrestleMania when he was in there and Triple H meeting, that was Vince and Triple H saying, Sting. It was also, it was also, again, let's give context here. Sting, that was supposed to be Sting's only match. He was supposed to be one and done in the WWE. And Sting has said it himself. You said, Dad, you said earlier, he's a company guy. He wanted to go out on his back. That's the way he wanted to go. Yeah, but I'll He wanted care. his one WrestleMania match, and that was that. I yeah, know that I'll, us us as fans, I know. Get him in there one time. He should have won. He should have won. Yes, I completely agree. But look later that night. Who was Triple H in the ring with later that night? He was in a ring with Rock, and they were building to Triple H and Rock, and it didn't happen for one reason or another. Listen, I get it. 
I wanted him to win too. I wanted him to be champion too. But I also do not feel that the WWE run hurt him as much as as much as other people might. Well, shield belt to everybody. <laughs> that's me. I just don't think they treated him right. That's just that's my opinion. It always will. Be. I agree. I agree with Billy. Uh, and of then the, the other <laughs> and the other one I had was Bret Hart, and I pretty much put Bret Hart and Sting in the same boat. You're asking me about the criteria for Bret Hart. The only thing about him is he had a great career. He looked good. His in ring ability was second to Shawn Michaels. I can say that. Mike's skills were good. His markability, he didn't like to. He was sort of a stuck up guy. Thank yes. you. But <laughs> I, I, I put him right on there with, with, with Sting. And then the last one I put Hogan in. Career, good. Look, at times, good. Have you seen him lately on any videos? Terrible. Yeah, he, he has to walk with the cane. Uh, his in-ring ability, out of 10, 2. <laughs> And the Maybe. only one, and the only one worse. Much, uh, no, I can't think of his name. The Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, you're welcome. I mean, both of them did a leg drop. Okay, <laughs> that ain't gonna put nobody away. That ain't believable. Oh, but he had no in ring ability whatsoever, and he his marketability was good because he got TV shows and everything else, and he built up. But the thing I don't like about Hogan is it's all about Hogan and nobody else. It yep. won't do jobs for anybody. That don't work for me, brother. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely not. So I guess right. uh, my last question, and it's not really just to Billy because I agree with most of what he said there. Uh, but my question is, um, and Chris, I think you're aware of this. I, I don't I don't know. I'm sure Billy is too. Andy, I I'm not sure. But <laughs> whenever that Hogan went to Japan, he was known there for doing a larger moveset. He would do the suplexes. I think he even went to maybe the second or top rope a few times. So my question is, I agree with what Billy said. Here, he, you know, a couple body slams, he did some hits, you know, maybe an in-ring suplex or like the, uh, what, what do they call it, the atomic drop. Uh, mm -hmm. Why didn't he show off a larger moveset? Was it because he did not have to? Or was it because that McMahon said, no, pal, we can't risk you getting hurt? What what was what was behind that? I would say McMahon was behind it, and I would say Hogan is selfish enough to think and stuck on himself enough to think. Well, I don't have to do it because I'm popular here without doing all that. So Hulk this is what you're going to get. Hulk Hogan showed up. All he had to do was walk through the dang curtain, and he, you know, just doubled his bank account. So the to me, the least amount that he had to do. Heck, that's what he's going to get away with. So, uh, especially in the 80s, Hulkamania was running wild, brother. So, all he had to do was walk in, tear his shirt, get beat up a little bit, um, and then, oh my gosh, you're going to do it. Um, tear his shirt, get beat up a little <laughs> bit, do the do the three punches, big boot and leg drop, and then that's all he had to do. You know, so that's... If y'all are not watching this on Bodyslam.net's YouTube channel, you are missing out, ladies and gentlemen. My gosh. 
Hit that subscribe <laughs> button if you haven't done it already. And I think I think one thing is I'll give Hogan props for one thing. And when he came to WCW and they did when it was NWO, that restarted and re-kicked wrestling. And he was the good bad guy. He was the best bad guy. Where it's like he didn't have to do all that stuff. He'd just be the bad guy and let everybody else do all the moves. Right. So that's only pro- but I just he's just all these other guys like the Undertaker, everybody's in a brotherhood, you know, let's do it, let's do it for the team. Hogan was I. There was no team in Hogan. But somehow, somehow that made him successful. It made him what he was, and at least you put him in your top eight. So I yeah. I, I expected less out of you. So I appreciate that. Hogan, um, maybe he may have been one of the first ones to do that, but two more very successful guys that isolated themselves or ostracized, if you choose to use that word, would be Stone Cold Steve Austin and mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar. Yep. So that's true. There you go. That's there true. You go. Stone Cold took his ball and went home for a while. So, <laughs> all right. So, Mr. Youngbuck, Andy York, yeah, are, you getting a good, are you getting a good education over here? Yeah, I am. I am. And my <laughs> list, surprisingly, my list is somewhat similar to, well, let's, to your dad's. Let's hear it. Let's see what you really. got. We'll throw so, <laughs> my, my criteria was not based on like a ranking system or anything like that. It was just, I kind of looked at the in-ring work, the things that make a professional wrestler professional wrestlers, so like in-ring work, uh, promos, longevity is kind of a a big thing um you know marketability inside and outside of wrestling and so the list i've come up with i actually have three mount rushmore's because i it was hard to kind of narrow down some of these um but my my main one my top one is rick flair um stone cold the undertaker and john cena um because cena is one of those guys that while I hated him. I understood his importance. Looking at it now, you can see his importance in wrestling. And it's hard to deny his outside impact of professional wrestling as well as inside impact of professional wrestling. Um, My next one, though, my other four that kind of just barely made it out was Sean, The Rock, Randy Orton, and then the one that kind of would probably surprise people the most, but I put AJ Styles in my top eight um, because of the impact that he's had as well. Uh, inside and outside the ring, across the world, kind of in different company. He's different companies that he's been in as well. Yep. All right. So you've got. Let me, <clears throat> there we go. Uh, sorry, I was hitting the button on it. Wasn't bringing us all back up here. So uh, you gave us Flair, Austin, Taker, and Cena, right? Yep. That was your top four, and then you said AJ. Uh, who else did you say? I was gonna write Randy. Those down. I was listening. Orton. Yep, Orton, The Rock, and Sean. Rock and Sean. Okay. So that's a good list. Where's that's Kenny Omega? List. Where's Kenny list. Omega on that list? Um, I just have to ask. Probably top twenty. Okay. Top twenty. Top fifteen, maybe. Top twenty, because like. I could have done like t- top twenty guys, and still had people on the outside looking in that I could have I could put anywhere because like Edge was really close to coming in on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Danielson was close to coming in on this list. Mm-hmm. Bret Hart, Sting, um, uh, a couple other Triple H. I mean Triple H's impact inside and outside the ring is 
is there kind is of one, there is one name floating out there that nobody's mentioned, and if you're thinking of it, don't say it. I will. But <laughs> I, I, there's I will. one name that's not being mentioned that I'm just gonna <laughs> let it I know sit it until is, somebody too. mentions it. I anyway, it is. but there are a All couple right. others like modern day guys that that are yeah. kind of in this mix as well. Sure. So you arrived at your top four. I mean that that's. Even though you're the young buck, you, you didn't sway as far as the putting Kenny Omega, no. CM Punk, and those kind of guys in that top four. So, number one, that shows why you're a great co-host on this podcast, because you've got a good <laughs> wrestling head on your shoulders, and you've learned from the best. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just like you did, Chris. That's exactly right. Um, <laughs> but, so, of those top four, um, did you think, if you how you might rank them one through four or is it just or do you think it's more of like a I really couldn't decide so here's the four guys that um have made the biggest impact in wrestling for one reason or another uh a little of both because it was I'll tell you Undertaker was the one between him and Sean I swapped them out quite a bit Mm. I'm kind of going through this list just because of the impact both of them have had, um, you know, on professional wrestling. I think the thing that kind of edged Taker out a little bit more is his longevity, which at times has been a curse because <laughs> could be argued he should have hung it up a while ago. Right. Um, but I mean, he had the, that long run, um, stayed healthy through most of it, you know, didn't take serious time off or whatever. Um, if I had to list them one through four, it would probably go four would be Taker. Three would be Stone Cold. Two would probably two would probably be Flair, and then one would be Cena, um, which pains me to say Cena. But I, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to deny I his in ring work. It. It's hard to deny his promo. I mean, he was the he was the guy in the company when nobody yep. else wanted when nobody else was even really in his league. I mean, you've got you've got someone like Roman who's in the who is the top of the company now, but you've got Edge and Seth and Randy and all these other guys kind of below him. Um, but Cena's Cena's at the top of his game for a while, so I think he would be the one to stick out to me. Well, and if you're also, I'll chime in here, and then you know, Jared and Dad, you guys uh, add on to this if you want. But if you're looking at <laughs> Cena, I can see the reason why he's there because honestly, I struggled with him being in my top four as well. And the main reason for me is what he has been able to do. Of course, The Rock blazed the trail for this, but what Cena has been able to do for the pop culture world, not just yep. since he stopped being a wrestler full-time. Think about how many Make-A-Wish uh, scenarios this guy's fulfilled. Yeah, All of the Saturday Night Lives that he's been on. all You know, the guy has accolades outside of the wrestling business that are just, I mean, it's a list a mile long. So to me, in being a modern-day professional <laughs> wrestler... Oh, <laughs> And being a modern-day professional wrestler, (laughs) you have to recognize those things. And Cena is right there at the top of the list. Now he's the peacemaker. Now he's the peacemaker, yeah. Now he's the peacemaker. (laughs) He's whatever you want him to be. You don't get that reference, Chris. You don't know about it. I've seen the commercials. I know what it is. (laughs) I'm not going to watch it, but I know what it is. He's corny funny. I know he is. He's ridiculously... I've seen his uh, movies. He's corny funny. I get it. The argument says that's what we do here is we argue with each other, and, and I feel like that Andy needs some arguments thrown his way. 
<laughs> so my argument with Cena would be that he stuck around so long that I don't want to see him anymore. Um, and that didn't happen with most of the other wrestlers on this list. You look at Ric Flair, for example, him out there 60 some years old. Most people were not saying, get him off my TV. I don't want to see him. I'm going to turn the channel. They might say Flair's a little bit old to be doing this, but nobody was wishing him away. And the same thing with Shawn Michaels. The same thing with Stone Cold, the same thing with The Rock, the same thing with a lot, Dusty Rhodes, um, even Hogan. I mean, people at one time, if you listen to Bruce Pritchard, um, Hogan was beginning to get booed in the WWF with the uh, yellow and red. Um, and so he goes to WCW, gets a little bit worse. Something wasn't clicking in my head. And I was a big WWF guy. I was a WCW guy, too. But something just seemed odd when Hogan got to WCW at first. And um, it just, uh, my, my point in saying all this is that John Cena is the only person I've heard mentioned so far that people wished him away in, in, in bulk, in unison. Mm -hmm. So that would be, but, but everything else I agree with. Um, you take him away from WWF, WWE during that time, my God, who do you put in there? It, it would have yeah. been awful. So. Yep. He My, carried the company. Yeah, he did. Time. Yeah, he was he was the face of the company, and while fans hated it, I mean, it was hard to deny that as well. It was hard to say, well, who else are you going to kind of put in there? Um, my only argument back towards that is, I think Flair suffered from that as well a little bit in TNA um, between him and Hogan and everything else. That when they were trying to push forward in TNA, you know, part of the downfall of TNA was because of Flair, was because of Hogan. Um, and so I, I think that would be my argument to that. I think, um, you know, I think it, Stone Cold is probably the only one on this list that like everybody still wants to see like come back and wrestle. If he came back and wrestled today, it would be a massive deal. I think Sean kind of blew that with the whole Crown Jewel incident that he should have never done. Um, but I, you know, I think I think that is a fair, very fair argument because Cena did get a lot of go away heat for a while. Um, I would argue most of that came at the rise of Daniel Bryan or a lot of that came at the rise of Daniel Bryan and the shield and you had CM Punk in there and you had Cesaro. You had a lot of these other guys that were coming up there to where if Cena did walk away for a little bit, you know, it wouldn't have been as bad as if it was in like the 2009, 2008, you know, 2010 era of that, of when he really kind of took off. Right. Well, one thing you got to remember like the golden rule in wrestling is reaction. It's good, good reaction, bad reaction. It's a reaction. That's yep. what a wrestler wants to get. If he's not getting any heat, he's not doing anything. That's right. You know, you ask them and that's what they say. So he got a lot of bad reaction, but people, he, you know, it was popular. And I, I would, I mean, I would even argue that while he wasn't necessarily labeled, but he was probably like the biggest deal in the company during that time period as well, without even being called it. Because, like you said, the reactions that he got. I mean, when you went during that time period, you couldn't hear anything else except let's go Cena, Cena sucks. So, like, he was getting reactions from both sides of the crowd. Yep. So, he was, I mean, he was doing his job, you know, like you said, during that time period for this. He certainly was. All right. If you are just now checking us out, welcome to the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. This is a show that is for the fans, by the fans. Listen, y'all, at the end of the day, if you are 
if you've been listening to this episode the whole time, you know that we've kind of gone back and forth on some things. And uh, But at the end of the day, we're all wrestling fans. Wrestling fans are the most opinionated people that I've ever seen in my life. So uh, that is no different here on the show. But thank you for joining us. If you're an old school fan, if you're a new school fan, there is something for everybody on the Bite Bomb Wrestling Podcast. My name is Chris Belcher. I am your phenomenal host. Joining me is my regular weekly co-host, the Young Buck, Mr. Andy York. Joining us for this very special episode of the show is one of the original creators of the Pie Bomb Wrestling Podcast. My brother from another mother, Jared Justice, is here. Also, the man who taught me everything that I know and then some. That yeah. is Mr. <laughs> Ancient School, Billy Belcher. Um... <laughs> And we are all here talking about the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. And this is just our opinions. Obviously, it's what we think about the greatest wrestlers of all time, whatever your criteria may be. So uh, that being said, Jared, I'm going to turn it over to you. Uh, Let's get to your Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. Who do you got and why? All right. So what mine is based on are wrestlers that I'm, think are great but that also had a huge impact an undeniable impact if you will maybe on the wrestling business um so um keep that in mind and yes i did try to come up with something that was a little bit different than what your average fan is going to say if you just walk up to them and say give me a mount rushmore that's based on you know whoever whoever was your favorite so anyways my first is triple h my second is Nature Boy Ric Flair. My third is AJ Styles. My fourth is Dick, 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 Michael P.S. Hayes. What? Yes. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. <laughs> Gives everybody an easy target, so bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There would be no theme songs in wrestling today. Had it not been for the fabulous Freebirds and Michael PSAs. Now, whenever that, that you look at the presentation of a wrestler today, and I know, Chris, you do this because we've talked about it. Oh, why'd Vince change his song? Oh, why is this song no longer used? It was so good. It's my favorite. Think of all that that it encompasses that would have never been there had it not been for Michael PSAs, much okay. less how many great finishes and things that would never have been jumped off of had it not been for this wonderful man. Hey, Jeff, think you get up there and jump off that, do me a flippity flop, loop de loop, big splash loop. You think you can do that for me? Well, Michael, that's awful high. I've been high before, but I don't think I've been that high. Anyway, that was a terrible joke. So I'm allowed to get high? <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Okay. Um, so that's Michael P.S. Hayes. I understand that. I get that. What an impact he has had. Uh, obviously, more out of the ring than in the ring. Uh, but what an impact he's had on the rest of the business. We've talked Ric Flair to death. Um, Andy mentioned AJ Styles a minute ago. Not somebody that I expected to be on your Mount Rushmore, Jared. D- defend why you've got AJ there. Okay. So if you go back and look at a lot of the high flying moves, you could argue that Shawn Michaels or Sting in WCW, WWF as the Rockers for Shawn, um, that they may have really got that going, which is what has brought us to where we are today. 
But whenever I look back and I think of the first person that I heard of that people were saying, oh, my God, you have to tune in to see what AJ is going to do next. Did you see what he did last last week? He was doing like three fifties and five whatevers and and he was hitting it no problem and flying off the ropes and hitting elbows and he's jumping off this and that. Did you see his match? It was excellent. Did you see all the moves set? It was great. I just think that he really took what Sean and Sting kind of originated and really brought it out. I think it's great. Well I think I mean for AJ especially I think especially during his TNA run. I mean, Hogan and Flair and Sting were kind of the ones that got people to tune in. But, I mean, everybody stayed to watch AJ Styles. Once they saw him, he was the reason why people tuned in. Between AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, I mean, people kind of forget how good Samoa Joe was as well in TNA. But, like, between the two of them, they were the mainstays of, of TNA. They were the reason why TNA was so popular during its time. Yep. Is because of especially yep. because of AJ Styles. Well, he had a great run in Japan too. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did. Yeah, he a real he good really run did. in Japan. He was what he and Brock Lesnar are the only people to hold the IWGP Championship and the WWE Championship. Is that right? Uh, it sounds right, or maybe it was at the time. I don't know. It, no, I think it, it is right. I think it is. I think it's those two. It was at the time. I'm pretty sure. Um. All right, Jared. One more that I'm going to ask you. Well. I'm going to ask you two more questions. One more that I'm going to ask you to defend is Andy mentioned Triple H in his, yes. uh, but he did not put him on his list. You put him on your top four. Again, not somebody I expected you to put on your top four. Um, obviously, you know I'm a fanboy because I'm a shill, but why, why is Triple H in your top four? So, well, I'm not really sure where to start at, but you look at somebody who – had a career as a blue blood, okay? A mm-hmm. some made up gimmick. He fits this role. Let's make him British or from wherever, and yep. let's give him this blue blue blood. I'm better than you. Role. Yep. He comes in and he somehow turns that into what he got with Sean in DX. Sean yep. went down with an injury. Who picked up that ball and ran with it? It yep. was Triple H. Who stayed on top? almost as long in my mind as John Cena because it seemed like that it was almost getting to the point of go away heat with Triple H with me. Uh, I mean, it was almost like John Cena at one point. It's like he's beating everybody. I mean, we we need to get somebody else on top. Okay, so that kind of makes an argument how many times he won the the world title, 14 or 15 or whatever it was. Yep. Um, He became one of the biggest stars in wrestling. He married into the McMahon family. He then took, he had the balls and the gumption and the desire to stand up against Vince McMahon and say, no, I want NXT to be this. And look at how many stars rolled through NXT that are now huge in either AEW and or WWE. Yep. Um, Business would not be where it is without his NXT creation. Yes. And he helped, he helped, yes, he buried so many guys. He had that golden shovel. Whenever it was his time on top, he was selfish, just like Austin, just like other wrestlers. But after it was said and done for him, what did he do? He took the youth of today, or maybe even sometimes in some cases, like AJ, um, somebody that wasn't so youthful, but was great. And he was not so tall. But he gave AJ a chance by having NXT, by bringing out these indie guys. Look where AJ's at now. 
I mean, he, he gave back to so many people, even though he did so much damage, arguably, during his time. He made up for it in my, in my eyes. Absolutely. Uh, let me ask you about three that's not on your list. Okay. Austin, Sean, Hogan. Why did they not make your top four? Okay, so let me whip up my list here just so I can see. So Hogan was actually on there, um, and I removed him and put Michael P.S. Hayes just because I thought it would be a little bit different and kind of give us something to argue back and forth about. I didn't think you all would see um, his impact that he's had without me explaining it or bringing it to your attention or everybody out there's attention. Maybe you all – I mean, we're all pretty big nerds, so uh, maybe you all got it. But um, Hogan just – because, like I said, it, it could have been him right there with Michael PSAs. Um, Stone Cold, as he, as times moved on, I look back and I, I try to find these Stone Cold matches to watch to kind of bring myself back into it, and I can't find that many. Can, can, you, can you bring out the beer truck and watch that? Yeah. Can you bring out um, these uh, Zamboni and watch that? And it, and it puts you in a good mood, and that's something awesome to watch, yeah. But if you look for actual Stone Cold matches that were great going back, there's really not that many, in, in my opinion. Uh, I kind of agree no. with him. That's why I didn't put him in my top four. I kind of agree yeah. with what he said, because a lot of this stuff, I guess the best thing he's known for is when he whooped Mr. McMahon's butt. And everybody in the wrestling world, the people, wrestling fans, really thought that was, you know... <laughs> This guy is really bucking up against this man. Yep. You know, they didn't, they thought it was really real. But most of his matches were short. And then the most, the gimmicks and stuff that he did with the beer, throwing the beer out. Everybody, everybody likes that. And that's why, you know, Stone Cold was so. But again, I'll go back to he had just seven years in the WWE. Well, and let's also provide context to that. He got hurt. Broke his neck. Yeah, 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 it's not his fault. Several injuries that cut his career, I'm sure, incredibly short. I know shorter than he wanted it to be. Well, he took his ball and went home one time. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's true, too. But But still, injuries has cut a lot of people's career short. You can't count that. I'm not counting it against him. I'm just saying, as you have Flair, it was a long time, Hogan, long time, Sting, long time. Stone Cold didn't have that big of a run. Right. But... His run was, was probably more impactful than what he did. Yep. Yep. Who was the other? Who was the third one you asked me about? Uh, Hogan. Uh, Sean. Austin. Sean. Okay. So um, Sean, kind of like whenever I was explaining with AJ, Sean was on my list at first, and I thought, whenever I look back at innovators, who do I think? I think of Sean with the ladder match against Razor, um, him flying off the the top off the ladder, whatever. Um, and then I think of him as a, you know, like the the Rockers type deal, and him and Janetti doing the half line tag team moves before anybody else was doing them. Yep. But in comparison to who really seems like boom, just blew it off the page, man. Just took I mean, took that rocket from the ground and shot it into space was AJ. So basically, I I had to choose between them, and I picked AJ for that reason. Fair enough. I respect that. All right. Let's move on to last but not least. 
Let's uh, <laughs> let's give let's give me a crack at this. We'll see what let's see what we got. All right, so I will give full disclosure. Steve Austin did not make my list. He is my number five. If I had to put five on, Steve Austin would be five. For all the reasons that we have said and that we have not said. Um, I think Austin transcended the business in the same way that Hulk Hogan did in the 80s. I think in the 90s it was Stone Cold. He made wrestling cool again. Um, But for the various factors of longevity and entering career and yada, 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 he, he's just outside my top five because we just said he's more remembered for his rivalry with Vince McMahon than he is anything else. So did, yes. did, did, did Dan, Dan Lambert make your list? No, Dan Lambert. <laughs> Good grief. Dan Lambert. Come on. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? Anyway. All right. <laughs> So my number five would be Austin. I did not rank these guys in any particular one, two, three, four order. Um, so I'll give you uh, my guys. First on my list, obviously, is Shawn Michaels. Uh, Shawn Michaels, to me, uh, should be on every Mount Rushmore coming and going. And if he gets left off, it's a travesty. Because I think he's the best in-ring performer of all time. I think he took what Ric Flair did and turned it into something incredible. Uh, his longevity, uh, the the amount of matches that he has been an innovator of and been in the first of and made them incredible, whether that is ladder match, Iron Man match, Elimination Chamber, Hell in a Cell, list goes on and on. That's Shawn Michaels. Um, so he's on my list for that reason. Obviously, Ric Flair's on my list. He's on all of our lists for obvious reasons. Uh, Ric Flair is, can't think about professional wrestling without Ric Flair. So. I think he belongs on that list, again, for everything that we've said. Hulk Hogan is also on my list. I'm not the biggest Hulk Hogan fan, but I do respect what he has made the wrestling business. Wrestling wouldn't be what it is without Hulk Hogan. You can ask pretty much any rest, any common non-wrestling fan on the street about wrestling, and they'll say, oh, that's that thing Hulk Hogan did or does or Hulk Hogan, brother, or whatever. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, Dad, you mentioned his NWO run. That's a separate Hall of Fame career from the first one that he had. So a guy that can have two Hall of Fame careers, much like Shawn Michaels in his first two, his first run and a separate run, those guys have to be on the list, in my opinion. And my fourth is the guy that nobody has mentioned yet, and I'm very, very shocked that nobody has. Can I guess? No, you cannot, because I want the pleasure of saying it. Y2J, Chris Jericho. That's who I He's number he four on my list. Talk about longevity. You talk about impact in and out of the ring. You talk about mic skills. You talk about in-ring skills. The dude, it's hard to argue that he's not one of the greatest of all time. I'm going to argue. Go for it. <laughs> okay. So, I love Chris Jericho, okay? Just going to go ahead and throw it out there. I love Ozzy. I think their band's awesome. I mean, Chris met the guy. We've seen him a couple times. I think Chris a time or two, maybe more than me. Yep. Um, but, again, it goes back to why I left Austin off my list. Who is it? And I know you're going to say Shawn Michaels. Okay. So, his feud with Shawn Michaels was awesome. Take that out. All That's right. fine. Okay. So, who else did he feud with that you want to go back right now 
and watch the entire thing through, or that you have matches that you can turn on the TV and it puts you in a good mood. It brings back nostalgia. It makes you happy, generally happy to watch. Like you want to see it. Kevin Owens. Juventud Guerrero from WCW. Kenny Omega, New Japan. I I thought Kenny Omega. And Naito. Uh, His match with Naito was really good too. uh, His run at... Uh, his run after the Sean feud in 08, he had a run with Rey Mysterio in 09. That was incredible. His run with Punk again, uh, Extreme Rules, WrestleMania to Extreme Rules or something like that. Uh, any, that. Anything. Oh, yeah, that match. At, uh, yeah, that match was incredible between him and Punk. I remember like that. Extreme Rules it was because that was during the any, whole straight edge stuff that he was anything, trying to make Punk take the breathalyzer and everything. Anything Jericho did with the list is is money. But but, but that's but that's like stone cold with beer. You know. Okay. And, 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 and again, I, I agree with Chris. Just everybody out there listening. I agree with Chris and I can see why that he chose Chris Jericho. I'm just making arguments for argument's for the, sake. People out there listening right. and they're yeah. saying, Why why the crap did he pick Jericho? <laughs> okay, well, I'll address it. Why did you pick Jericho? Why did I pick Michael Hayes? You know, so on and so forth. Um, it's just devil's advocate type thing I'm doing, really. And Jericho just finding, to me, a guy that can find a way to reinvent himself as many times as he had and knock it out of the park almost every single time. The dude is batting almost a 1,000. Like, there are very few misses that Jericho has ever done in my opinion that's that that's just me yeah still well, I, he I has guess. longevity yeah he started I mean if you go back and watch when he was in the in the dungeon in the heart dungeon he started out then he yep. has real longevity and he finds a way to reinvent himself yeah and he might be the best of that yeah, he yeah. has reinvented himself so many but, times. Between, I'd say between him and the Undertaker, as far as reinventing themselves. I was getting yeah. ready to say that, man. Yeah, those yeah. are the two. Yeah. My, my only thing, I, the only reason why I kept him off my top four and then my top eight is because, like, I know I have Randy on there and he's still current, but I feel like Randy has kind of hit his peak in a lot of sure. ways. Of like, I don't think there's much more he can do. And we've said that about Chris Jericho for a while now, and he's like, nope, I can do this, and I can do this, and I can do this. So my only reason for keeping him off so far is I haven't seen – like I don't know what the conclusion is because this could all come unraveled really quickly. Right. To me, that's why I put him on there. Yeah. I don't know, Jared. I did that just for you. <laughs> that, that's why I put him on there. Right. Because – He's been so successful, and we don't know what's next. That's right. the joy. That's the fun part for me. Yeah, is like he's so good. What's what could possibly be left for him to do other than return to WWE and go to the Hall of Fame and <laughs> win a world title and yada yada yada. When the money, well, the thing bank about it created. is people people don't realize Randy Orton has been around a lot longer than he has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This guy was really young when he came to the WWF. Yep. And he's solid. He's solid all the way around. And there's a lot of people. We've all give her top eight or top ten or whatever. We've not even mentioned Macho Man. We've not even mentioned Andre the Giant. Mm. Ricky Steamboat. Mm. So there's people we've not even mentioned 
that edge. had really edge. good career yeah, edge had really good careers. Yep. Uh, uh, the, uh, just for just to round it out, uh, my second top five with Austin would be the Undertaker, John Cena, and The Rock. That that if I had to give another four, that would be my four. Um, I do have one one question that I want to address. This is actually for Billy. Uh, because I meant to ask it earlier, and we got sidetracked. That's what we do here. Um, so, what would be? Um, and, and this again is going back to kind of a question I've already asked. Not, not going to blow anybody's mind. What would be the Undertaker's fault? Would it be? Um, th- th- I don't think I asked you that. Uh, w- w- would it be that he didn't do much my time? Maybe I did ask this, or you addressed it a little bit. But I know that you said I think, that he I think could we mentioned it. A, I think we mentioned a little bit, but I think that he didn't do a lot of mic time. But that wasn't the persona to do that. That wasn't what the character he was portraying. Right. My my deal was when he first started. You know, I mean, Chris was just this high. Yeah. <laughs> when we seen him in Pipe Boy, Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Yep, I remember Chris back then. I remember Undertaker back then. <laughs> yeah. But the thing about it is, I always thought, I really didn't begin to appreciate the Undertaker as much as I do now, because I always thought it was kind of cartoonish, because he didn't speak, and we all know some of the stuff he did just don't have. But well, he didn't deviate from what he did. He made it better as I went on. He just kept making it better. And his his longevity and his ability in the ring. He don't have a whole lot of set of moves in the ring, but that's not his persona again. But again, like Hogan, I don't think he has to. I think think what you got to remember with the the cartoon thing with The Undertaker, you got to remember when he debuted. He debuted in 1990. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 1990, he debuted on the same show that a chicken came out of an egg. Yeah. So okay. I, know, I, I get that. I'm just saying in the beginning, it felt a little bit like that. Sure. But he did. made it in a whole completely different thing. He did. A I mean, whole completely so, different thing. So, so let me let, let me ask you, if Chris, you know, you're, you're the host of the show. Uh, you know, sure. can we play this little game? If we okay. could pick one wrestler off of our list or anybody else's list that we could change one thing about, would we go back and change it? And what brings that to mind with me is, and I'll throw it out loud, this is going to be mine, is The Undertaker. Would you go back and change to where The Undertaker used his full set of wrestling skills that we saw him deploy on Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25 and 26? What if we go back even to me, Mark Calloway, who did do more wrestling. But then we look at the early Undertaker, who was like a zombie and did very few moves, like like a Hulk Hogan almost. Would you go back and change that? No, mm. because he wouldn't be who he is today. I think everything led up to what he retired as and what he is and what people think of him as. I, no, I would, I would agree. I wouldn't change anything because when he pulled all those matches out at – at uh, the WrestleMania with Sean. I mean, that's what makes part of it, but that's part of what makes those matches so memorable. That's part of what makes those matches so important to everybody. So I wouldn't, he's one of those guys where I wouldn't change anything about this run. Cause he's, he's the same guy that debuted in 1990 
to, you know, when he retired a couple years ago, if he actually did retire, because you never know with him. But he's the same gimmick then as he is now, and wrestling fans just buy into it and believe it because he's the Undertaker. And I don't think anybody else in the world could have had that gimmick and had the same impact as he did. That's an awesome answer, man. That that's what I was looking for. It was something yeah. that made me really think. And that and sorry, that I had a little dementia there, and I didn't remember. <laughs> but all, right. all the people we've talked about, I don't think I'd change anything from any of them because they wouldn't be who they are, and right. as we know them now. Exactly right. Sure. Couldn't agree more, and I think that's a fantastic way to wrap up this episode. We all have our own opinions, and we all have had time to express that. Uh, Jared likes Michael P.S. Hayes. I mean, we all like Michael P.S. Hayes. <laughs> no, no, no. That's just a fun one to pick out. All right. For you guys who are listening to this show, if you like what you heard, make sure that you give us some feedback on social media. We're at PBW Podcast. Um, I have flashed up all of our individual social media handles, but I'll do it again. That is at Billy J. Belcher 11 on Twitter. Jared is at JWJust01. Andy is at Andy underscore PBWP. And I am at Chris Belcher 24. Make sure you're following along wherever you find your podcast. Make sure you subscribe to Bodyslam.net's YouTube channel. Make sure you check out all of our past episodes. Again, brand new episodes drop every Monday and Wednesday wherever you find your podcast. So make sure you tune in. Guys, this was so much fun. I'm so glad that we were able to do this. Glad we were able to carve out some time. Thank each of you guys for your opinions and your thoughts. I appreciate it very, very Speaking much. Speaking about red and yellow, did you see over my this shoulder? Yeah, this is where this is going to drop on Monday, so I'm hoping they're out of the playoffs already. <laughs> anyway, no, but 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 in any event, like, you saw over my shoulder, right? There's there's a number one seed right there, isn't <laughs> they? Okay. What what? What was that final score in Nashville? Wasn't it twenty-seven okay. to three? Who won? Just the, who won AFC Championship the last two years? So, 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 let, last two so, years? so let so let's bring this back in, everybody who doesn't. So want that to was last year. That, doesn't so. matter. It's this year. Playoffs come to Nashville I this got to year. Say in a while. Ladies. <laughs> This is That's going for off. your old school fans. <laughs> this is going off the rails. We got to sign off. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us here on the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. For Andy, my dad, and for Jared, my name's Chris. Thank you so much for joining us. We will catch you guys down the road. Thanks, guys.